minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy going on y'all it's your man anthony and i'd like to welcome you to another episode of anthony's godly guidance uh this is the second part of the bullying series and uh the title to this is do the ends justify the means and what i mean by that this is kind of this is focusing on the aspect of physical physical harming physical physical harming or physical violence and um so I have a few Bible verses that I'm going to, you know, go over and point out the, the those aspects. And then, um, you know, I'll talk a little bit about each Bible verse. Um, the first one I'm going to read in 1 Timothy 3.3, 3, and I want to give some context on the front side. The context is that this Bible, this this section of the Bible is talking about leaders in the church and what they should and shouldn't be doing. So that's why the things you're going to hear in there, but then I, I'm going to focus on two parts of it and in this bible the bible verse reads as he must not be a heavy drinker or be violent he must be gentle not quarrelsome and not love money i want to focus on the aspects of this again this is talking about leaders and there's all kind of debates that's come from this that that are not a part of this podcast so i'm gonna move on but i want to focus on the aspects of must be gentle, must not be violent, and must not be quarrelsome. Because just because in this context it's talking to leaders of the church, that doesn't mean that God is not talking to us as well. And what God is saying is we should be gentle. We should be gentle with each other. Meaning we shouldn't be putting our hands on one another. We shouldn't be beating each other up. We shouldn't be touching anybody in any way that isn't isn't welcomed and so being gentle is just that that's not to say that you can't hug people and you can't play around but there's a time and a place for that and there's a context and if if one person sees it playing around and the other one doesn't then that's out of context and that is inappropriate so if i am coming to you and i'm I'm hitting you and I'm like, oh man, I'm just playing. And you don't see it as playing, then then that's out of context. That's not being gentle. That's actually being violent or quarrelsome. You know, my perception of playing and I'm the one hitting doesn't ref- doesn't say the same for you. So and 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 you're like, I don't want you hitting me. I don't want you touching me. So then who, you know what I'm saying, in this in this situation Who's the bad guy? Not the one who's saying, I'm just, you know, not the one who's saying, don't touch me. Don't hit me. I don't feel like you playing like that, you know. And I mean, I'm utilizing this this scripture because I think I believe that gentle aspect of human interaction is going away more and more and more. And people are using terms like. Quit being a sissy, quit being soft, quit being a crybaby. I was only playing. 
You, you, you take things too serious. And that's further getting away from that piece of being gentle. There's a reason God tells us to be gentle. There's a reason God tells us not to be violent or quarrelsome. He knows how we are made. And he knows that one of the things that we do is when we don't like how a situation is or how we're being treated, one of the things we do is we retaliate. So it, a, a good way to stay away from retaliation or being retaliated against is if everybody's just gentle with each other. Everybody's considerate. You know, if if we mutually decide to wrestle and we're wrestling, that's one thing. That's, you know, then that being that's being I mean, in a sense, that's not being violent because we have chosen to do so. So like in a wrestling match, for instance, that's not being violent, quote unquote, because that's something that two people consented to in their wrestling. If. We decided to horseplay at, at the house and we both consented. That's not being. That I mean, I still think that's being violent, but I mean, in the sense of me taking away your your um, feelings, your emotions, that that negates that. So we're both in in uh, agreement on this. We got to be gentle of what other people think, what other people are feeling. That's the way. That's the word I'm looking for. We've got to be gentle what each other are thinking, how we how people are think, believing, how people are feeling. So we don't have these issues. Um, and like I said, another reason for these things is because God knows that human nature is to be is to retaliate. So if you if if I'm telling you, leave me alone and you catch me one trying to call it slap back slap box or something, it might turn into a whole different ball game. But again, in the context of bullying, if we could be gentle with one another, that that gets rid of the the mindset of being of being bullied or bullying. Um, and that's something as simple as teaching, teaching each other, you know, teaching our kids. Keep your hands to yourself. If someone don't want to be bothered, don't bother them. If someone don't want to be touched, don't touch them. It's as simple as that. And I mean, and even with like things that aren't violent, like uh, hugging or or just like petting or whatever you want to do. If somebody doesn't want you touching them and you do it, this is now an inappropriate touch. And I'm not trying to call a bunch of people like pedophiles or or rapists or any of that. But we've got to be we've got to be mindful of that in the society in which we live. Because something as simple as a hug can be turned into something completely different. And if someone sees that as abuse and they report it as abuse, then guess what it is? So we've got to be mindful of these type of things. And we've just got to be gentle. I mean, and I'm saying we because I fall victim to to these sort of things too, like pushing someone or or you know trying to be uh huh huh and you know and I it's it's playful until the person is not in the mood or not feeling it and we never know where people are at so we got to be we've got to not only read the situation but 
If someone is saying, no, don't do it, we got to, okay, then maybe I shouldn't do it. Um, I want to go to my next verse. <clears throat> and that uh, is Proverbs 3 and 29. And it says, don't plot harm against your neighbor. For those who live near nearby, trust you. And I want to say, that, I want to point out from that, this Bible verse points out that we shouldn't do evil to our neighbor or even just evil, period. And our neighbor isn't just the person who lives next door to our home. We shouldn't do evil to each other. Now, where does the physical harm come into that? Well, if you're not doing evil to someone, you're not going to physically abuse someone. I mean, that's it's very simple. It might sound like, oh, that's that's that make you know, duh. But I mean, obviously, people don't think that way. Otherwise, we wouldn't have these issues we're having with 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 the physical aspect of bullying. Don't do evil to each other. Just because I think it doesn't mean I should do it. You know, if you get on my nerves, doesn't mean I should hit you. If you say something that that strikes a nerve with me, doesn't mean I should hit you. And, and you know, to go back to the first the first um, episode, I should just let it go, um, and that's a whole nother thing in and of itself that we struggle with because of pride and whatnot. But if I am, if I am not trying to do wrong by someone and I'm not trying to do evil to them, I will be mindful of what I am doing and thus not put my hands on someone unjustly. Um, and another verse that's a couple verses over in Proverbs, which is verse 31. It says, don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Don't be like the people who do dirt. Or don't be like the people who do you dirty. This is another way of saying turn the other cheek. Because what the what the what people don't get is the person that's bullied will only be bullied so long. And, and eventually they will strike back. You, again, you can only back a, a cat in, you know, a cat into a corner. There's a fight or flight, you know, mindset. We all have that instinct, the fight, flight. And if you constantly are physically aggressing towards someone, eventually... They're going to they're going to come at come at you. You know, people can only take things for so long. So. To the person that is physically bullying or sexually bullying, for that matter. Watch yourself. One day. That person just might snap. And the other piece that I just thought of while speaking about this is there's a legacy that is created when we do this. So if someone is sexually abused, they tend to follow suit 
and whether they become sex, a sexual abuser or not, they might become sexually promiscuous. We got to be mindful of the legacies that we're we're at, we're um, setting, and this I mean, this piece goes to parents, I guess. You know, there are parents who do these sort of things. So, if you were sexually abused as a child, you can be the end of the cycle. You could be the end of the le- that that legacy, and you could be the one that changes it. And you don't have to reflect that and turn that. And do that to your your children or to children or to anyone for that matter. I, I completely agree that it's wrong and I feel sorry for anybody who's been sexually abused. But this Bible verse says, don't be like the people. Don't, don't, how does it word it? Sorry. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Don't copy the way of the person who sexually assaulted you. Because then you yourself become the bad guy. You're a victim, but if you're doing it to someone, you're no longer a victim. You are the aggressor. We shouldn't copy that ways. Now, again, I'm not trying to, what I'm not trying to do is make heart, uh, make light of anything that someone is going through. And it's, it's a hard thing to deal with. Of this, I completely agree, and I'm not trying to say there's a. I'm not. I'm trying my best to be politically correct in what I'm saying and not offend people, but I guess what I got to do is just talk. Be better than the person who did you harm, whether it's sexually, whether, whether it's physically, even verbally. Be better than the person who did it to you. The ends do not justify the means. You know, so too often our society is, well, it happened to me, so. And that's not a right mentality to have because then we create more victims. We don't want to create victims. We want to stop it. So to the person who's been abused, and my, my, my thing Whatever kind of abuse it is, seek, as hard as this sounds, seek help. Don't don't let that fester and create a legacy that could continue on. Or, I mean, in many cases, lead to suicidal things, you know. And that's the thing about being abusive to people, physically abusive, because that is what this episode is focusing on, is... is a lack of caring about other people and the verses that I've been reading are just that let's be caring of each other. Let's be mindful of what everybody of what our fellow people feel or are going through or what they think, you know, just because I'm struggling with something doesn't mean I need to reflect that on, onto you. Just because I might have been abused as a child doesn't mean I should abuse you. And I'm not saying I'm not, you know, anyway, I'm just going to talk. I'm, I, I got to stop apologizing. I'm not, you know, we need to be better about if we can all look inward and focus on what we're hurting from and try to figure out the source of what we're hurting from. That 
stops the process that stops the the legacy of then hurting people because which the next episode is going to go more into the concept of hurt people hurt people so i don't want to dig too deep into that but i mean that's what it is hurt people hurt people it's got to stop somewhere so that hurt people don't continue to hurt people But, again, like I said, that's for the next episode, so I don't want to dig too deep into that right now. I just want to say, like this Bible verse is saying, don't envy violent people or copy their ways. And really, I mean, I think there is a bit of envy to, 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 to people who are, who become bullies because they were bullied. Because, you know, that, that person that is, bullying someone else and making them feel less than it, it it kind of appears that they have this like no nonsense non-caring like nothing can phase me you know and that could be alluring to someone who is who is being abused because they don't they don't have control so they can see that and be like well see this person is in control this person they 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 have this carefree mentality or you know what i'm saying they just they don't have the same fear and, and and weird weird weirdness that I have, and so they can see that and copy that because they're trying to get away from that hurt. But as this Bible verse is saying, don't envy that, don't envy that, and most definitely don't copy it. We give we go through tests to have testimony. The Bible also says in Revelations that we live by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So if we want to put an end to these type things, we need to just do that, put an end to it. And we need to make a choice and a decision. It stops with me. I've been through this. I'm not going to continue this this uh, legacy because I don't want people to feel how I feel. I don't want people to go through what I go through. And I'm not saying that everybody that is bullied becomes a bully, but we, we've we seen oftentimes that bullies are created because of the environments that they've been in. And that's why they do that. Again, trying to get that control that I was speaking about. It's all about control. You take it here, they try to get it here. And so if we can, if we can help with the healing process and stop the, make the choice to stop the the legacy that's how we stop this this epidemic which is bullying so i'm going to go into my next bible verse <clears throat> which is psalms 72:14 and that says he will redeem them from oppression and violence for their lives are precious to him this kind of goes with what i was saying before in the means of you know, with the in the whole concept of duty ends justify the means, an eye for an eye, all of that. We may not see what happens to the people who do us wrong. And again, let me focus on what I'm talking about: physically bull, physical bullying, sexual bullying. We may not see the end result of what happens to these people, but God sees it, and God said himself vengeance is mine so says the lord you reap what you sow if you sow seeds of bullying physical bullying sexual bullying these seeds turn into fruit 
that comes back on them. The world calls it karma. God calls it reaping and sowing. So I call it reaping and sowing. And it could be in the form of, I mean, who knows? God handles things the way God wants to handle things. But also remember, there are natural consequences. So if we're doing something, if we're doing wrong, eventually us doing wrong comes back on us. Someone who is a bully and has doesn't have control over this will eventually do it to the wrong person at the wrong time and it will come back on them. Whether it be maybe they get maybe they do it and someone is connected with the police, maybe the police see them. You know, there's all kind of different things. This Bible verse is saying that God God sees it and God will God will redeem those who've been through because God loves us. And while on the top while on the topic of that, anybody who suffered from any form of abuse, God is not doing it. God is not allowing it. We live in a world that is dominated by free will and that there is a there is a devil that is running rampant and it has been giving free reign to do what he what he pleases. There's a Bible verse in here, and I, I think it's Psalm 115. Let me look real quick. The heavens belong to the Lord, but he's given the earth to all humanity. That's Psalms 115, 16. The heavens belong to the Lord, but he's given the earth to all humanity. So man runs the earth. The laws of reaping and sowing are God placed in there. That's not to say that, that that things don't happen in a godly manner. But again, man chooses what seed he's going to sow. So someone who is deciding to be a bully, it is just that a decision that they have made. They are doing this to you if you've been through the bullying God is not. They could be in. They could have in demonic influences. The, the enemy could be in their head, fueling something, some hurt they've been through, and doing these things, and that's why they are bullying. But I have, cannot stress enough that God is not doing this, nor is God allowing this. We have to make a choice. Those who are the victims where our faith is, what we believe and what we speak. Do we believe that God can, is in control in the, in the sense that God can bless us, God can help us if we speak God's word that he will come through? Do we believe that? One, two, if you're in a situation with someone who is bullying you and you can get away from the situation, there's often times where God is saying, go. And the victim isn't listening. There are situations where the victim can't get out of that. But 
the big thing I want to say is the silence. We who are victimized, shut down, clam down, don't speak, whether it's God's word or whatever. And like I said, if we speak God's word, we give that power to a situation. But if we're not saying anything to anybody at all, how can someone get in trouble for doing something if nobody knows they're doing it? And I'm not playing coy like this is the easiest thing in the world to do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But there's, again, there, at some point, there's a choice that has to be made. When is enough enough? If I'm being bullied, instead of taking it, shutting down, not saying anything, isolating myself, which are all tricks of the enemy to get us to go further down the rabbit hole, and either, if not stand up to the bully, at least bring somebody else in so that they can help me. Whatever the bullying may be, go to someone. I'm experiencing this. This person is bullying me. I'm experiencing, I need help. I don't know what to do. Even that, that's the start to the end. That's, that is the beginning of the end of the bullying. Now, I realize that there, there are times where, I mean, the enemy is crafty. Sometimes people don't listen. Sometimes people don't believe. I mean, I get that. If you, so then you got to reach out to the right person. If you reached out to someone and they're not helping you, obviously you didn't reach out to the right person. Reach out to someone else. Until you get someone who's willing to step in and help. I know of situations of of people near and dear to me who were in situations of of, of violence due to, by someone who bullying. And I mean, domestic violence is bullying. So let's just call that what it is. Anybody, and I'm, I'm going to say this to men, but it's not just domestic violence isn't just men, but I will say this. If you have to put your hands on her, you need to leave. And this this, this saying that I have now, I got from a, a rap song back in the 90s. Uh, if you got to beat her, you don't need her. I mean, really. I get relationships are hard. They can be frustrating. Sometimes women can say some really hurtful things to us men. I get that. Sometimes they 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 know the right thing to say to just sting. I get that. But ain't none of it worth putting your hands on her. And I've I've had some some things said to me. But none of it's worth putting your hands on her. If you feel like you got to put your hands on her. You got to leave the situation. Don't become the bully. Don't become the aggressor because you're being baited. I mean, there's a way out. That's another Bible verse. God gives us a way out. Walking away from a situation and having someone be mad at you is so much better than losing your cool snapping and beating some beating someone up and then you go to jail because let's be real, we're in Colorado, Colorado is a woman-friendly state. Those of you, I, I live in Colorado. If you men put your hands on her, 
The cops ain't going to come in asking you what she said to make you do that. They're going to take you to jail. No questions asked. She calls. He hit me. That's it. He pushed me. He whatever. Soon as they call 911 and say that, you are done. So, men, if you are in a relationship with someone who takes you to that point, distance yourself. If you're married to someone that takes you to that point, I'm not saying divorce her, but leave. Like, look, we got to, we got to, we got to split up for a little while. We got to separate because we can't be in the same spot. Because how you talk has got me to a place where I feel like I'm gonna put my hands on you. There's nothing wrong with having that conversation, as opposed to just snapping and going upside somebody's head. That that doesn't do anything for anybody, especially if there's kids involved. Now you're teaching kids how to be how you know how to be violent. Kids are now seeing, oh, it's all right to go upside a woman's head if she says the wrong thing to you. That's not right. And I'd be lying if I said I hadn't been in, in, around it. I've, I've witnessed. I've been. I've been. I've, I've witnessed these things. This is. This is not me talking about something that I have zero experience with. I've witnessed these things. I've seen it with my own eyes. Praise be to God that I. I, I didn't take. I didn't take these things in and, and, and think that that was how you how you behave, at, you know, in a relationship as a man. So I, I know I'm belaboring the, the point there, but I, I feel I feel strong about that. I feel a strong tug by the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to just go ahead. I, I, I'm just saying this. We got to teach our young our young brothers that it is not all right to put your hands on a woman. You should not do it. You shouldn't hit her. Period. End of discussion. But, women, you shouldn't step to a man like you're a man. That's not right. You should not man up on some man trying to call him a punk and hit, hit his ego, that pride, hitting that pride and egging him on to get to a point to where he wants to put his hands on you. Again, I'm not condoning him doing it, but you shouldn't get him, try to bait him to go there. If he gets you that mad, go away. There's this beautiful thing about about free will is I, we can decide to not have this conversation right now. The beautiful thing about me and my wife. We don't get we don't get escalated to conversations like that. We used to back in the day. We I mean we didn't put our hands on each other, but we gosh the things we would say to each other, and I mean and I'll be honest, a lot of that was back when we used to drink and party and all of that, and we would just our arguments were horrible, and we would just say just evil crap to each other, instead of going, you know, stopping. We have conversations now. Do we agree on everything? No, we don't. We do not agree on everything. But we don't go there. And there have been times where I the, 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 I felt the conversation going somewhere, and I was like, I have said, hey, we, we can't talk about this right now. I don't see this going anywhere good. We just, we, we got stopped. And guess what? We stopped. And guess what? We didn't argue and say stupid stuff to each other. And guess what? We finally talked about it. And we talked. And it didn't go there. So men, women, 
whatever. There's a way to talk to your to your to your partner, to your spouse that doesn't initiate evil, that doesn't incite evil, that is gentle, like the first verse that I read said, that is gentle, that's not violent and not quarrelsome. There's a way to communicate, to stop things from getting to the level where one or the other wants to put their hands on them. And I mean, and let's be real, there are domestic disputes where women beat up on men. And our society is so foul because we could we condemn the men who are going through this. And so men don't speak up about it because they don't want to be called a punk. And that is just awful. Shame on you if you call someone that because they've been they've been physically abused by their by their wife or their girlfriend. I mean, it's real. That stuff is real. And we need to we need to quit belittling each other and condemning each other. We got to stop that. If a dude is going through it and his woman is beating up on him, maybe, maybe it ain't just that he's a punk. Maybe he's that man that he's not putting his hands on her and he's just taking it. Because the punk move would be to just go and beat her up. So, you know, we got to stop that. Men, if you are in, in an abusive relationship and your, and your woman is beating you up, I don't care what anybody says. Man, report that. There should be consequences for her just as there is for, for the men. She shouldn't put her hands on you. That's bullying. I know we don't talk about domestic violence and bullying in the same in the same breath, but that's exactly what it is. Whether it's the men or the woman initiating it, it's bullying. We got to stop. We got to be better. So to wrap up this portion of what I'm saying, be gentle. Don't be violent. Take a breath. Um, there was a training I was just in for my job, and the guy said that he had us do this exercise, and it was straight breathing. And he said that, that's the one thing that happens when we get in that fight or flight mode that we lose the ability to have rational thinking. And something as simple as slow breathing brings you back to the place of rational thought. So instead of us saying foolish things or doing foolish things, I've brought myself down to a place where I can think rational and not emotionally or knee jerk. Because let's be honest, all of the things that happen when it comes to disputes, it's a knee-jerk thing. Somebody just had the moment, something snapped and they just lost it. If both if both people could take the time to breathe, you can start rationalizing. And some of the arguments or quarrels or whatever that we're so upset about, we could see that they ain't really, they might not be what we think. So instead of me hearing someone calling me out my name, we can hear someone say, that's not what I was trying. That's not what I meant. That's not what I was trying to say. What I was trying to say was this. It came out wrong. I apologize. It gives room for that. And now we can talk. So anyway, we got to be better. We got to be better about that in these relationships. Don't be don't be a domestic violence abuser 
that, you know, be better than that. If you feel like you got to beat the person you with, then you don't need to be with that person. You can take some time. Separate. And if you need to separate for some time till both of you can get to, to a, a right mindset, then then so be it. So be it. And it's so much better than just being evil and beating and just, and again, in front of kids. That's horrible to be that in front of kids. Because then we wonder why when, if, if we're these people who do this, then we wonder why our kids act a certain way. They watched you. Well, it's all right for mom and dad to do it, then why can't I do it? We've got to be better about that. That is bullying. Stop. Like, we need to put it into that. Who are we? I can't leave that alone. Let me go on to the next verse. And this is the last verse, and we are almost done here. And it is Matthew. And you got one for free. I ain't even have uh, Psalms 115.16 written down. It just came. That was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but I want let me, since I went here, let me touch that. People. The world is not, con man is in charge of the world. The things that happen on this world are because man is in charge. And you might say, well, what does that got to do with all these natural disasters and all of that? A lot of stuff is getting worse because of decisions men are making with the, the, the ozone layer and all of that. People want to downplay that, but I mean, come on now. We are doing, we are not treating the planet that we live on right, reaping and sowing. We are sowing negative seeds into the planet and we are getting fruit. And some of that fruit is some the way some of these natural disasters, climate change. A lot of this stuff is played into the decisions man is making. So man is in charge of this earth. I got that out of the Bible. I read the Bible verse to you. When I say man, people, we, us, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not saying man as in man. People are running this earth. People do things. People make decisions. People make choices. And people have to live with the, the, the consequences to these choices. And some of these things are playing into effect with our atmosphere. So, again, God is not doing these things to us. I guess... If if you want to say he's allowing, he the only way you can say he's allowing is he said here I gave you control of the earth. I gave y'all control. I'm letting. I mean, you do you. What do you, you know? The only way he's going to intervene is if we ask him to, and that's why prayer is so important. So we want God to intervene in a situation, and we ain't praying about it. He's not going to force himself. You know why? Because he's gentle. Just like he said in here. He's gentle. He's a gentle man. He's not going to just be like, all right, I'm going to make fam. You got to do this. No, it doesn't work that way. If we have a messed up situation and we want God's intervention, we have to access it through prayer. Speak what he's saying. Into, speak life into it. Bring him to us so that he can intervene. Otherwise, he is not going to do so. So back to what I said about the people being abused or bullied, however you want to say it, this is what we've got to do. We've got to speak to God, give God access to our situations, and then listen to what God is saying and then do what he's saying. So in a situation where 
I'm going to just say this. In a situation with someone who's being abused by their spouse, you pray to God, God help me. I've run out of this. And God says, then leave. You know what you should do? Leave. That whole thing about divorce and God wanting you to stay with people who are, who are, uh, you know, there's the, the religion, church, church folks, religion. I would just say religious, religious folk. That's what I want to say. Have put spins on God's word that I don't agree with. And I don't agree that God wants people to be in a relationship with someone who is just physically, emotionally, mentally, sexually abusing them. I do not believe that that's what God wants for us. And it's in the Bible. God says he wants He wants us to have peace. He wants us to have health. He wants us to be prosperous. None of those things are part of that. I mean, and while I'm sitting here saying this, I'm going to go to Galatians 5.22. That just came into my heart. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruits in our lives. Joy, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. Now, where in there does it say that God wants us to be and be abused, demeaned, belittled, condemned, treated less than? It doesn't. There's nowhere in this Bible that, that says that. So, I'm not going to say that you just need to, that divorce is the, the key word and people need to just go out there and start divorcing people. But I will say this. If you've tried with someone... And you've tried, and this person don't want to get help. I'll take I'll take this on my own. I'm not saying God said this. This is me. This is me saying this. But I I just this is just based on what I believe. If you have tried the counseling route, you've tried the work it out route, you tried whatever, and this person has not changed, leave them. You don't need to be abused by anybody. You're not going to be go to hell or be condemned because you divorced someone who's physically and sexually and emotionally abused you. And if your church does, shame on them. You're at the wrong church. Just call it if it as it is. That that's ridiculous. That's foul. That's wrong. It shouldn't be. You do what you can. You do what you do your part. You trust God. If this person isn't changing, God is not telling you to stay there. I'm just, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't. And if, if, if somebody in the church hears this or pastoral or preacher or whatever hears this and they disagree, Anthony's Godly Guidance at gmail.com. You can email me. You can tell, we can, we can have a, a discussion about it. But, I mean, I'm not backing away from that. There's nowhere in this Bible that says that you need to stay with someone who's treating you like that. I just don't believe it. <clears throat> and I don't believe a good God that loves us would tell us to do so. And that's just, to me, what I hear when people say that they've taken scripture and used it and twisted it. And that's just that's just so wrong. And there's, I mean, I've talked about this in other outings. And, and my next, actually my next uh, series is going to touch more on some of these things. You know, people don't like the church not because they don't like God or Jesus. They don't like the church because they don't like the people in the church and some of the things they've been doing. And religion is a big culprit of that, if not the culprit. So anyway, 
that's me speaking on that. Don't stay in an abusive relationship because you're worrying about God hating you or condemning you for, for the rest of your life. That's that's nonsense. Anyway, the next the next verse is Matthew five thirty eight and through forty two. And it says, You have heard the law that says the punishment must meet the injury, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist evil, do not resist an evil person. For if someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the offer the other cheek. If you are sued in court and and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier defends <coughs> excuse me. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it for two. Give those who ask and don't run and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. Now, hearing that, people are like, screw that. I know that because I thought the same thing. Again, my beliefs on that is this is not God saying, literally saying to someone being bullied or abused. Here, slap me on this side. My belief is that this Bible verse is saying kill him with kindness. Because, as stated earlier, vengeance is mine, so says the Lord. So Jesus is saying, don't take revenge because that's mine. Just be right. Do right. Live, live, live righteously. Follow my words. Live as I'm trying, as I'm telling you. I read the fruits of the Spirit. Live that way. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no law against that. Do that. Let me take care of them. I will take care of them. I will do these things. I will be your defender. I got this if you trust me. That's what I hear from that. So I don't I don't for one I don't believe that God is saying, you know, just beat me up. I'm just saying I believe God is saying be nice. Be be holy, be spiritual, be positive. Uh, whatever what other adjectives I'm thinking on that, but don't be vengeful. And if we trust God, he will take care of it. And, you know, you might, <laughs> in a natural sense, you might throw someone off. They're going to do something. You're like, oh, well, I mean, since you want that, you know, someone trying to try to do you dirty, like, oh, well, here, well, I'm going to take this too while you're at it. You might throw someone off like, wait, what? You know, you could do that and someone bullying you, they hit you like, here, you want to hit me on this side? You might throw them off enough to where they're like, well, hold up, what's wrong with you? And it might scare them off. I mean, I'm being coy and kind of jokesy cute with it, but maybe it will, you know? That could be a piece to this this section of the, these verses I read, you know? The, the big thing from it is don't be... Don't be retaliative because violence begets violence. And, you know, do you, if you become what you despise, does that make you, that makes you just as bad? So if, if you're a bully, if you become a bully because you've been bullied, you become a bully. You become the bad guy. We got to be better than that. Oh, man, I got to stop. 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 All right. So. That is the end of this this episode, and um, as it stands, I believe next week I'm going to go into the hurt people, hurt people, go more into that, and that'll be the end of this series. Um, 
And then I have another series that I'm working on. But um, in the meantime, there might be a little break in between something more lighthearted. Um, You know, there's been a lot going on that has sparked these last episodes, these last series to be so serious. And I mean, it's just there's a lot going on and things that we're dealing with personally or things that we're dealing with, you know, just in general. So anyway. The plan is there's one more episode of this and then there might be a little break in between, not from the episode, but just again from the the, the concept of uh, just lighthearted something else. So anyway, I love y'all. Come back for next Friday for episode three. Have a blessed day. And again, I pray that those under the sound of my voice listened, paid attention to where my heart was and that it ministered to you and let's take that out and let's let's help people let's help people because that's what it's about let's help these people who are struggling with being bullied let's help them let's not judge them let's not condemn them let's not belittle them let's not downplay it let's help them love y'all peace